Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk About It Sis. This is season two, episode 11. And today we're going to be talking about what love is. Mm. I am your host, Maya, here with my co-host. Amanda, what's up, y'all? Before we get into that, I just want to shout out Braid Society. She is the sponsor of this episode. She braids my hair. I need to go on Instagram and post a picture of what my hair looks like so y'all can see it. Um, So y'all know what I'm referencing when I'm talking about her. (laughs) She does a ton of different braid styles. She's affordable. She's located in Brooklyn. Um, I go to her for my stitch braids and my knot list. So check her out at Braid Society on Instagram. But yeah, back to our topic. What is love? I don't know. I wanted to, I've just been thinking about this all week because I think that a lot of people throw the word love around. Mm-hmm. And I think that whatever it means has been sold to us as a specific <laughs> thing in movies and like Disney movies from when the time we're super young. And like, I think we like need to define actually what it is. So I guess I'll start out with you, Amanda. Like, what do you think love is? Honestly, that is like a. One of them questions, and I don't have a, like a definition, but I will say that I feel like, of course, we learn what love is from our parents. Um, and so the way I would define love is how it was shown to me by my mother and father. That's my definition because that's what made me feel whole as a child and as I got older. You know, I don't know what the real definition says, but I'm sure maybe there's some components to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you looked that up to see what exactly is the definition of love. Is well, there like I, I don't one? I don't think there's any like blanket de- yeah. definition of love. <laughs> Depends on who, you know, who you are. But go ahead. I mean like what are some of the characteristics that you would describe of it that you I mean you said your parents um, So I I'd say security, emotional safety. Dang. Um, I don't, I'm not like, I didn't come from a really touchy, feely, mushy family. Like we gave hugs all the time and kisses. So that's not even like, to me, that's not what love is. Like if someone say, oh, but he kisses you, he hugs you. Like that affection for me doesn't, is doesn't define love. It's more actions, which you do mm-hmm. um, to show me that you care about me. Mm. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I think that's interesting because I guess as I've gotten older, like I feel like I used to define love as like a feeling, Mm -hmm. like this feeling that came in my body (laughs) must be love because that's how like it was marketed to me. And like, for example, you talked about, you know, how you learned to define love through, you know, what you felt in childhood. For me, I didn't really have that reference point and I'll like come back to why later, but like, yeah, I didn't really have a reference point for like, Oh, this is what love is. And this is how it's supposed to make me feel. I felt like I got like false messages Mm -hmm. of what love is like love hurts. Mm -hmm. Love is suffering. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) love is not consistent. Like these are all messages Uh, you get get as a kid. So I really had to learn um, what love is in adulthood. Um, And it doesn't mean that necessarily like people don't love you, but it's just Mm -hmm. like the messages that you get about what, that means are different and i was looking at you know i really started to think about it like later in life and then i read um bell hooks all about love great book Mm -hmm. if you haven't um read it anyone um but she talks about what love is in a way that kind of like is like okay forget those disney movies they're not Mm -hmm. real so i want to read a quote from that book not that she said but that she got from someone else that i thought was like a good thing to be able to reference so it says love love is the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth love Mm -hmm. is as love does love is an act of will namely both an intention and an action she talks a lot about in that book and like how people throw around the words like and say they love you like for example she was even talking about which which i found like a little controversial 
controversial, but she was talking about like abusive parents and like how that isn't love. Mm -hmm. Like they might care about you, but if they're not providing emotional safety for you, caring for you, backing it up with action, then it's not love. I want to know what you think about Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think it's correct as we're talking here in 2021, but I do think that in a different point of time, the way people raise their children, the way things were accepted, it just is different. And I I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, a great, great grandparent who beat their kid <laughs> didn't love them. That's just the way life was then and the way that they were taught. I mean, we're not that much removed, like from slavery, for example. So we yeah. have a, like a nasty history, but I don't want to believe none of these people didn't love their children. Yeah. No, I feel that. I mean, I'm like kind of torn about it because I'm like, what? Who defines that? Right. right <laughs> like we, right. we literally don't have a real definition of like a solid definition that is acceptable to everybody about what love looks like. So it's hard to be like, like, of course you want to believe, yes, my parents love me. But if you are comparing it to this definition, then a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of people would say their parents don't love them. Didn't, right. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel like safety is, I feel like safety mm-hmm. is like the number one thing in in terms of like love because if you don't have anything else you don't have no money you don't have i don't know the right words does this person keep me safe Mm, emotionally safe or physically safe both 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 um emotional and physical safety like does this person care about what's happening to me and so Mm. there are some people that defines you know love with money but like i don't care if you have money right i didn't Mm. grow up in a privileged household it's like my dad Listen, we we was warming up water to take baths. I knew he loved me because we did it with him, right? He made sure we were safe. He made sure we had food. He like he did things to let me know he cared about me, even though we didn't have things. That's mm-hmm. not to say he was a perfect parent, but it took me till I got older to realize, like, yeah, my dad actually loved me because he did what had to be done, and he didn't like leave out of you know he didn't leave um us to just sit there and wonder like why does my dad take care of me because he doesn't have enough money i think Mm -hmm. too often we just we define love with money and i must say all cultures but a lot of cultures and that takes away from a parent because there are a lot of parents that have the ability to show their children love but they feel like they're useless because they don't have any money yeah yeah i definitely don't agree with like love is money i've never seen it that way I've seen it, like you said, like as emotional mm-hmm. safety and care. Um, yeah, care. But, mm-hmm. but then it's like, what if people don't have the capacity to provide that emotional safety because they're messed up? Does that mean that they don't love you? No, and I think that's what it is. And that's why I kind of go back to the physical versus emotional because using my dad as an example, he was definitely more physical safety. Like, okay, but emotionally he wasn't really there and we talked about this a number of times about like our dads and them being emotional and that dads regardless of culture you know weren't taught to be as nurturing as our moms so we mm-hmm. take we kind of take what we can get yeah. <laughs> we not feel- everybody though I've seen, <laughs> well, <not. laughs> I've seen a lot of different dynamics where the men are emotionally yeah dead. but we understand what it means for our dads for dads to love us based on their actions and how they treat us you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. at least for me. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'm, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you would say that your dad loved you. You don't 
feel like I, I've never heard you say like, "Oh, my dad does not love me." You may have some differences with him. Yeah, but no, I definitely think that my dad loves me in the capacity that he knows mm-hmm. how to love. But I don't know. Like going back to the bell hooks definition, I feel like she sets a really high and clear standard for what that is, and like I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people in my life meet that standard. So mm. does like, anyone in your life meet that standard? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Of, yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends. Right, okay, but I'm family. Some family members, yeah. Mm. Like, I can depend on them. Like, for me, it's it's what she's basically saying in the, is that love is in, in action, right? A lot of people say they love you. I have had that from friends. Um, and so I think I feel like that's more of how I learned uh, what it is mm-hmm. and what it looks like and the consistency of it. So you made a good point when saying, like, some of your friends were some of the first people to show you love. Because I definitely feel that. I feel like, obviously, outside of a boyfriend or a relationship, the friendship that I have they show me what it's like they show me love and it's like you're right Mm -hmm. I can't define it but I know how it feels yeah like I love this person we laugh together I can share you know emotional moments with them you feel like they got your back they want to see you do well I mean you hit it on the nose with friendship I, I um I definitely have some friends even relationships that go back to like kindergarten where like I genuinely love this person I've just knew him for so long and it's genuine but like I can't describe it (laughs) yeah but it's it's like it it goes back to that same emotional safety that person is providing a safe space maybe that's what it is yeah someone who someone who provides a safe space for you Mm -hmm. but it's like under the context of like romantic love I think that's where people start getting confused Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like if you have a friend that's not showing up for you Mm mm-hmm and usually, unless like the friendship was formed in childhood, right, and you mm-hmm. have an extreme attachment to that person, you'll just let that friendship go, right? Like, right, right. You're like, okay, this person doesn't love me. But I feel like when it comes to romantic love, people get confused because, mm-hmm. or have in the past because of what, how romantic love has been sold to us. Like this mm. obsessive, we'll do anything for love, we'll, you know, forego <laughs> You know, love is this all-encompassing thing that I cannot control and I must have it, right? Like a very unhealthy depiction of what love is. Like, and even Mm. like uh, back to like Disney movies, like uh, Ariel, who in The Little Little Mermaid, she wanted love so bad that she gave up her voice. Super sexist when you think about it. She (laughs) had to give up her voice to be loved by a man on land. Um, Or like, um, I was going to say, Romeo and Juliet, dramatic, had to like kill themselves to be together. Mm. Like, like all. I mean, Romeo and Juliet's not Disney, but but just like what all these Beauty and the Beast, which is my yeah. favorite. She uh-huh. had to find love in this very aggressive, rude man who eventually became, you know, I, I want to say soft, but yeah. she had to yeah. love this ugly, mean man first to get to her prince charm. Yeah, she had to like tame this man. Like, good side. Yeah, just so many like Cinderella had to like change what she was looking like and present herself in a certain way to be seen. To get a man. man, Okay. To be rescued and get the glass slipper, you know? Like, so I feel like, and even in movies, not just like, I mean, I'm just saying like we've been indoctrinated to see what love is at a very young Mm -hmm. age. But like, but like, even as we get older and we watch all these like rom coms and like, 
perfect endings and like mm-hmm. how how often do we not see these perfect endings in these love movies and we think mm-hmm. oh okay it's supposed to like be like that I really like movies, though it's always some hint of struggle <laughs> yeah it's always struggle yeah it's always it's always struggle but it always is like happily ever after like and 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 often like life is just not like that so I think a lot of people really do believe, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how it's supposed to go. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it gets confusing when you're like, okay, this person may not be providing me emotional safety, but they're telling me all these beautiful things that I've heard in movies. I mean, like, obviously, you're not making that connection in that moment, but they're telling me all these beautiful things yeah. and making me feel these feelings inside. Mm-hmm. It must be love. But I'm like, let's go back to the definition of love, which is like... Mm-hmm. Is this person emotionally safe for you? And that's another reason we discussed this before, why we put our friends and sometimes family on a higher pedestal than our romantic relationship. Because when a friend does something, it's like, I can't believe she did that. Let's let's talk about it. Let's call her out. And then with some women, the man does the same thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, making these excuses, not really holding him to the same standard as friendship. Oh, very true. I've, I've seen those memes that are like, okay, you cut me off at the first sign of wrong, but you forgave that dude 102 times already. <laughs> um, so I think it's interesting. I mean, why do you think it's such a different standard for romantic love well i one for some people i do think for some sex is involved and if it's not sex it could be the touching the feeling the kissing that gives a different feeling that our friends don't give and that Mm. to me ignites something else in our brain too you know i'm not like a I can't, I can't Oxytocin, talk exactly about it. Dopamine. Yeah, but like <laughs> that releases way some different stuff in our brain than our friends do. So I think that's a huge part of it. Um, but it's also but, like, sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off, but like, are those chemicals love? Right. Like <laughs> you said, dopamine, it could just be, it feels good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It yeah, feels good. Yeah. Whether it's bad or not, it feels good. Um, so that that's a good question. But I do think it's just two different kinds of kinds of loves there's a romantic love and there's that friendship family love and for some yeah, reason when that holding it to the same but yeah but why are we not holding it to the same standard love is love right like the the parameters of what love is and what it looks like regardless of whether you're kissing and sexing should be the same you're right but you may be able to answer this because you spent some time celibate and i'm, yeah. I'm not able to but is there a different feeling in a romantic relationship that isn't with no sex involved? Because, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, there's love. But if there's sex and intimacy involved, it feels different. But if you're with yeah. someone and you're not doing any of that, does it feel different? Like, do you treat them as a friend? I mean, I didn't really have any relationships during those six okay. years. So I can't tell. But I know, like, some of my friends when I was, like, in that stage who, you know, were celibate around the same time as me and did have relationships, like, really were able to get to know the person on a different level first because mm-hmm. sex is not involved. Mm. And, I, um, and like, maybe liking people that they w- wouldn't usually be sexually attracted to because that person cares for them so much and is providing this, like, safety aspect. So I think it's... For them, a lot of them like built the friendship first, whereas I feel like in our you know popular culture, sex mm-hmm. is the thing that makes you feel connected to them. And then maybe that other stuff comes later. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. The disconnect with the relation- romantic relationships is the sex and the lust. Mm. And that it feels good that, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure we could interview more people to figure it out. But it does feel like the common denominator may be the sex 
um, that's involved that that makes us kind of see things differently. Yeah. But then I'm just thinking about, um, like, the biological, like, that's why I'm like, love is such a vague thing because, mm-hmm. you know, people can define it however they want. Some people literally are d- defining love by that, like, feeling that we get those chemicals released in our body. Like, especially for women, when we have sex, mm-hmm. men don't men don't really have this, but we have the bonding chemical, I forgot the exact name, that's released after we have sex. And then we immediately feel bonded to that person. Maybe that's, like, biological. Well, it is biological. Um, okay. So I'm like, I don't know this thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, I always am reading. I don't random. think I have that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. I have that, but yeah. Um, like I do believe we have some level of control. Like you know, like mm-hmm. you can make a choice. Like oh, even you right. you told me in you. the past. Yeah, like you could have mm-hmm. gone attached, but you were like, no, I'm not gonna do no, this. Gonna, so, yeah. That's a choice. I also think there's a sort of chemistry, um, and I don't know the proper way to define this, but there are people who I've known for a short time of my life, mm. and our our chemistry matches. And I'm not just I don't mean like romantic, just romantic relationships, but friendships. Like you know, I know this girl for like six months, and we just connect, and we're cool. I may not talk to this person all the time, but there's a genuine feeling of care and trust with this person, just based off the chemistry that mm. we have. Mm. And I don't, and it's and when it's a friendship, it's easy, right? But when it's a romantic relationship and it's chemistry, and then you try to make it work and you can't, and you may be able to go into this more than me because you've had more dating experience to die. But have you ever had chemistry with a guy, but it just wouldn't work? Just yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, but like, the chemistry <laughs> was awesome. With friendships, yeah. you don't got to worry about it not working. Like, I'll see you when I see you. But with a, with a you know, a romantic interest, it's like, what's missing there? Well, like, oh, I, f- I forgot. This is such a good um, question because I was reading about that, how chemistry does not equal compatibility. And we, I saw it. Yes, yeah, I definitely and, saw it tweet like that. <laughs> and we often, we often, like, mistake it for such and be like, mm-hmm. okay, because I have chemistry with this person, we must be, like, together or, like, it will definitely mm-hmm. work out. And that's just, like, not reality. Yeah, so. So my best recipe article talking about how people mistake chemistry for compatibility. And I guess some key points from the article were that people often mistake early in a relationship by tricking themselves into falling for a partner based on a fleeting chemical reaction. Mm. The primary reasons relationship fail is cheating and high conflict mm-hmm. and needs frequently go unmet when people are not compatible matches because they are ill-equipped to meet their partner's needs on on an organic level. Mm. So like it was saying like three questions you should ask yourself to see if somebody is suitable for you is was based on who I am what main characteristics do I require from a mate to enjoy a harmonious relationship two was beyond a physical attraction what am I seeing and experiencing with this person that leads me to believe we are compatible sorry mm-hmm. that leads me to believe we are compatible and three does this person's core values standards and communication style mirror my own so I think the reality is is that a lot of people are saying that they like love these people but it's really chemicals and they're actually not compatible and that's why so many relationships don't work out they're like basing the feeling of love oh I must love him because I've all got all these chemicals and chemistry attached to this relationship mm-hmm. but then you have to ask the question of like do I I can love somebody I'm not compatible with yeah 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 so, definitely yeah. and I think we see that more oftentimes with friends especially opposite sex friends or mm-hmm. you know opposite of the uh, gender you're attracted to because it's like 
I love this person, but I never date them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's easier as a friend uh, to me yeah. to maintain that balance versus trying to get in a romantic relationship with someone you have chemistry. Yeah. And then I don't know if you've ever like looked at your past relationships, but like how I defined love when I was younger is not how I define love now. So I asked myself like the question of ever, have I ever been in love? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can really answer that question, mm-hmm. um, but like <laughs> when I look at my 19 year old self, I thought, okay, this is, I had an, a boyfriend and that was the first time that I thought I was in love. But now looking back on how I define love, no, that definitely wasn't love. Like, Hell it was no. attachment. Yeah. But yeah. That 18 year old, my 17 year old first boyfriend, it was more so like, okay, this is my first. I'm supposed to do this. No, definitely can't compare. I've only, honestly, based on um, being married, I've only loved for real one person. Mm. I've had, not, I'm sorry, been in love with romantically with one person. I've loved as a friend other people mm-hmm. but in terms yeah. of like being in love and cherishing this person you know that i mean i guess that would be getting that's de- different from just loving but being in love so can you tell me totally how different. you define that and how you realize that that was a thing um for me being in love it's like i literally i see this person in my future like with me every step of the way. Mm. That's for me. So I'm in love with my husband. I see him in my future. As you know, when I'm 60, I'm I'm planning for my 70s with my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this isn't temporary. It's through the unconditional part. Like no matter the bad or the good, I still want to make it work with this person. When mm. the, the you know those relationships in the past, I never even thought of the future. It was just that current moment, how that guy was making me feel presently. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I'd be confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, even now that I think about it, I'm like, mm, you know, I have an ex. Sometimes we're friends now in quotations. Mm-hmm. And I have to question, like, do like, I think I love this person. Mm-hmm. But do I actually love this person? Like, what does that mean? Right. And I don't know. I mean, do you see this person in your long term future? Can you see yourself um, to this person at 60? Well, no, at we're not going to. We're not. But that's what I'm saying. I can love somebody and not want to be with them. And not be, so not necessarily in love. Yes, I don't see myself yeah. with this person in 60 years. No, but no. do I care about this person? Do I of want course. this person to do well in life? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be there if the person needs something? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I agree. I And then, and that, just you saying that there are men that I love in that manner. Like, mm-hmm. no, I okay. cannot be with you. I'm not in love with you. But I, I care. I'm going to always care about you because you're my friend. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's the difference to me with love and then being in love. It's the, it's just like a, it's a little further step. Like this yeah. person's going to be on your side every step of the way. And I think about our last, well, may have been our last episode, the episode before last, when I said that I view my husband in the same way I view my parent and my children and my siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did say that previously, yeah. and I was like, "Really?" Like sometimes I see these those crazy posts. Like, there's a burning building. Who are you going to save first, your husband or your kids? My kids. <laughs> 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 nope. Everyone says that, right? And then there, I'm just like, well, "Why don't you save your husband? You can make more kids." What the hell? 
hell? <laughs> no. No, that's that's first of all, that's extremely controversial. And you're not supposed to society. But my preference is if you're going to marry someone and be with them for the rest of your life, you need to view them on the same level as your children. You're gonna, you gonna let your kids die? <laughs> I probably won't just knowing myself because he's a man, a man can take care of himself. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, he can save himself. I'm the point kids. is I view my husband on the same level as my children. Mm-hmm. Do I get mad at him? Ugh, yes, we have issues. Yeah, but that's how I know that I'm in love with her mm. because there's I don't he's not disposable to me. I feel like if someone, I mean, I don't think your husband should ever be disposable. Yeah, but there are people who feel like, man, if, you know, if we get a divorce, whatever, our time's up. It is no. what it is. I'm like, no, I'm going to be hurt. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be hurt because I genuinely care. And then you have to deal with the. I mean, I still feel like there's some married people that aren't compatible. And I don't feel like you can be compatible, <laughs> compatible in every aspect. But I think for me, that's how I know I'm in love because I put him on the same pedestal as I do my mother, my siblings, and my children. Like there's no, there's no in between. <laughs> like he comes just as first. Um, so that's it for that's what being in love is for me. Me yeah. being able to make to distinguish that. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, I don't know that I've been in love then. If it's that deep, mm, yeah. No, I know that I definitely love. I definitely okay. love people. I've loved. Mm-hmm. I've loved boyfriends. Mm-hmm. One. One. <laughs> Maybe one and a half. <laughs> but yeah, that's deep. I mean, it's deep to like consider somebody your family and think about being in love with them for the next how many decades. And when you see me, yeah. you know, when you see him, that's me type thing. You I'm see, like, that's me. What do you say? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't yeah. play. <laughs> and I that's crazy. Like, uh, I'll go, I was going to say, because like when I was younger, I never envisioned, say, being with someone. Wonder was like to be with someone for over 10 years, right? And mm-hmm. then me and my husband have been together over 10 years. It's like, wow, it still feels good. Even though it's mm-hmm. some, you know, it's always going to be some mixy stuff in the mix, drama, building, growth. It, I can still definitively say, like, I'm in love with him. Mm. And I That's did deep. not know what love was until him. Mm. So, yeah, that lets me so know I, that. I take some of my loves back from some of these guys. I was like, I love you. <laughs> I take some loves back. When I think about that, I think about that. You could have loved them. You weren't in love with them. At that time. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do think. Well, I don't know. It's so good. This is what I'm saying. Because there's, you know. So you've made a good point. There's this song by Raheem Devon called The Love Experience. Mm -hmm. And basically in that song, he talks about these situations he went through and they kind of turned out sour. And at the end of the verse, he says, but at least I can say I had my first experience of love through you. And that's Mm. one of my favorite songs because... It sounds like really sad in the verse, like, oh, he went through this, he went through that. But optimistically, he's like, but you know what? I felt love through you. Mm, yeah. And that's kind of what you just said and how I feel like for the men who I'm not in love with or who I thought it wasn't, I felt something with you at that time. Mm-hmm. And that was so something, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a learning lesson, a feeling that built up to what real love feels like, but it was there. Do we deny yeah. that experience because we're older? Like you say, your first boyfriend, you know, around 19. Do we deny those experiences? I don't know. I don't deny it. I think that at the time, I really did truly believe that was love. Based on my definition now, it obviously was not. But like uh, going back to like me and that boyfriend had like a very toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it modeled what I thought love was. So mm-hmm. it was love for me in that state of where I was. You know, like mm-hmm. it was very similar to, you know, patterns that I had understood to be love growing up 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, of course it's love. Like it's always this is what it's always looked like for me. But now I'm like, okay, obviously that's not healthy love. Do you regret so, it? No, no, I don't regret okay. it. I think it taught me so much about myself. It took me a very long time to get over. But then once <laughs> once I did, I was like, wow, you know, like this was a, a, a great learning experience. I don't regret anybody that I loved. Yeah, I've had like good and bad relationships, but and even people I cared for and maybe didn't love, like they always mm-hmm. taught me something. Mm. about myself and what i think i'm really learning lately is just like to take responsibility for who i love because love is a choice right mm-hmm. so we're always like oh my god i'm in love and it's hopeless <laughs> and everything the other person does right is their fault but like we also have to take responsibility for our choice to love somebody i do think love is a choice yeah i, I mean i think we right? say you wake up and you choose to love someone but the way they make you feel does make it easier. Like, Mm. I guess maybe that's the compatible part. Like if it's someone, say you're like in love and you're like the people who do feel like their spouses or partners are disposable. Like, are y'all really that connected then if it's that easy for you? No, they're not. If you're in love, you can just dispose people. Yeah, <laughs> just and that makes me wonder too. Like you said, people who do dispose of their, it's like so why were you with this person in the first place if that if it was that easy for you to let go of them well i also think that like a lot of people's love is conditional you know like i love you as long as you make me feel good Mm. and when you stop making me feel good i don't love you anymore Mm. and that's not love yeah that's not it's the that's a dependency (laughs) but so many people get married off of that feeling i love the way you make me feel is really what a lot mm. of people think love is too. Like you're making mm-hmm. me feel so good, and then it, like I remember, um, I think Jada, maybe she said it, but she was saying like you cannot depend on your partner to make you happy because you will always be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like so, you know, there's going to be moments in your relationship where your partner is just not making you happy. If your mm-hmm. love is dependent upon how they make you feel, you're going to fall in and out of love all the time, baby. Like because they're not always going to make you feel good. So that kind of rolls into the self love part. I read. Mm-hmm. I read a few articles actually that said, can you truly love someone if you don't love yourself? So I used to think that that was true, but I do not think that that's true anymore. Um, And it's because like, for example, uh, coming into a healthy relationship after an abusive relationship, a lot of people will say that people that were in abusive relationships don't love themselves because if you loved yourself, why would you make them? Why would you allow somebody to treat you that way? Right. But then they get into healthy relationships right after. And that person shows them what it is to be loved and how Mm -hmm. to have a healthy relationship. So I don't believe I believe that you can now that person can't fulfill you. Right. Like that person can't make you love yourself, but they can show you how it feels to truly be loved. So I don't believe in the no one can love you until you love yourself. We're all in a constant state of growing and evolving and learning how to love ourselves more every day. Like What about loving someone else? So I get the point that someone can love you if you don't love yourself. uh But can you truly love someone if you don't love yourself? Uh, I think that's tougher. (laughs) Um, I think that you can love in the capacity that you can. Mm. And Mm, the example of abuse, I just feel generally, and this is, this could be controversial, but I do feel like if you're doing things to harm yourself, there's some part of your self-love, maybe the self-awareness that you need to work on. So 
those mm, okay, what i don't know like so for example abusing alcohol and eating healthy i'll i'll use that because that's me am i at a point where i'm truly taking care of myself if i'm doing these things that's harmful to me mm. i can love well, I, but what about myself yeah. yeah i guess i think it depends on the person i mean now that you say that i mean do you think you love yourself i mean i feel like i do <laughs> but if i'm doing things to harm myself what is that like do you but I guess the same can say we hurt people we love, right? We can hurt ourselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's a good question. Like, I think I love myself too. I mean, I know I love myself, <laughs> but like I make stupid decisions all the time that people mm-hmm. would be like, girl, what? But what? Do you love yourself? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I know I love myself. I know I love myself because I, I, try, I try to do things for my mm-hmm. best entrance. I try to put my needs first. Like, but like love is a, Loving yourself is a process, mm-hmm. I think. Like, loving yeah. all of yourself is a process. So I don't think you just snap your fingers. You wake up. I feel like the human condition is learning how to love yourself every mm-hmm. day. No, I agree. I feel like I don't. if we were to use that example of self-love, I don't think there's anybody in this on earth that could say, I'd, I've never done nothing to harm myself. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. I feel like maybe self-awareness um, comes... I don't know if it comes before or after self-love, but I feel like being consciously aware of every decision you make, Mm -hmm. your behavior, your feelings, that intertwines with self-love. And I think that's extremely hard to reach, to be just constantly self-aware and self-conscious. I mean, it's It's too much much. in the world. It's also like, yeah, like you're not always cognizant of like why you're making the decisions Mm -hmm. that you're making when you're making them, right? And like, I think a lot of us have like buried core beliefs. Mm Mm-hmm. That we're just not aware of. So, like, how are you going to tell me because I'm not aware of my core belief and how it's, <laughs> uh, you know, acting out in my life or how it's playing out in my life that I don't love myself? I'm loving mm-hmm. myself in the capacity that I know how. Right. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> do you think there should be a little more emphasis? Because sometimes I feel like superficially people think of self love as just self care. So, mm-hmm. like, I take myself out, I go get my massages, yeah, no. shopping, like, <laughs> no, no, let's dig a little deeper yeah. <laughs> to the superficial stuff. Holding yourself accountable is so right, right. Not self-sabotaging behaviors. Like, I'm so Ooh. proud of, like, the younger generation because I really see them, like, really delving into this stuff. Maybe it's only my TikTok algorithm because mm, of stuff I'm passionate about. <laughs> But like just realizing even just the other day, I was just like, these kids are so weird. Like this, not, she's not a child, but she's young. And she was saying how she was a lesbian and having sex with men was a form of self-harm for her. And I was like, that is such a deep realization, you know, (laughs) like, so Mm -hmm. like, what does self-harm look like for you? For some people, they, they wouldn't even be aware of that. They'd be like, okay, every time I have sex with men, I feel bad, but like, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that was like profound and yeah, I think we just, that is, that is true self-love realizing the, the ways we are self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but you know what I've also realized mm-hmm. like self-love also, like I used to think self-love was trying to like fix, like, okay, I need to be aware of my bad behaviors and then fix them. And that shows that I love myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like now I'm like, okay, I'm aware of my bad behaviors, bad behaviors in quotations, because whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm aware of my behaviors that may be self-destructive um, and may not be, you know, in my best interest, but I can love myself through that. You know, right. like, I, yeah, like right. I don't have to shame myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, 
you know, dang, Maya, you made such a stupid-ass decision. What the hell? Like, how mm. I used to beat myself up for mm. these really self-destructive things. I don't believe that's self-love. I feel like self-love is saying, you know what? I made this decision. I had a reason for it. This is where I'm at right now, and that's okay. That, for okay. me, is real self-love. Definitely. Yeah. Extending yourself some grace. Yeah. Um, That's good, because I definitely hold on to guilt. Like, when I do something stupid... I like remember it forever. I'm like, I did that. I'm a horrible person. Yeah. I do this. So that's actually good. I'm glad you said that. I have to look more into guilt and self-love because that, wow, that probably touches a lot of people. And I'm not going to say probably it does because a lot of people Mm -hmm. start to abuse drugs and alcohol um, and other forms of self-medicating through guilt. Mm. Like, Mm-hmm. About something they did and they haven't forgiven themselves. Yeah. So forgiveness, and I just, yeah. yeah. Forgiving yourself is huge to self-love, I think. Yeah. Like we're human, dog. Like we're literally human and we are all messed up in so many different ways. <laughs> but no, back to the question, like don't think. I do think for some people, their self-hate is so strong that they cannot love mm. another person. Okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually, I feel like I'm not gonna say it, the self hate part to me is deep because we could be talking about self hate like race. It could be self hate from your family, but yeah, I definitely think people who struggle with self hate definitely to me will struggle with loving another person. Yeah, how can you genuinely like, anyway? Like how how literally can you? And even so, like going back to what. I said about I I've I did realize that I started loving people better mm-hmm. when I started loving myself better. So that like shame that I was carrying, you know, and putting against myself and that mm-hmm. guilt that I was, you know, anytime I made a mistake, I would do the same thing to other people. Mm. I'd be like, damn girl, you did this again? Like, what the hell? When is this really just my own shame mm. that I'm trying to like damn. you know you you bring up against some good points. You bring up some good points. The projection is real. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm judgmental of these other people and the decisions they're making because I'm just as hardly judgmental of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I'm, you know, I'm still, I still work through it. But like, the more graceful I am with myself, the more graceful I am with other people. Damn. Like- it's a lot to think about, honestly, which is why the self love part to me is just. It's a lot. I'm like, I don't want to say that we don't love ourselves unless we master consciousness and awareness and yeah, all these no. things. But is there a thin line between do you love yourself or you're not? Because like you said, we can love ourselves and still do harmful things just as people mm-hmm. who love us can harm us. Yeah. It's loving yourself. I don't think it's about it. I don't think loving yourself is not about harming yourself. Loving yourself mm-hmm. is loving yourself wherever you find yourself at. <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, if you're like, I don't know, I would say wherever you're at. Some people are some I mean, I'm not saying murder. I'm not saying like murdering people, but like, what sense? Say, say, say you've gone right and you have done something horrendous or something that you feel is ungiv- unforgivable. What sense does it make to shame yourself in that place? Yes, you can acknowledge that it's wrong. You can acknowledge like, hey, this was a bad decision, but what sense does it make? And mm-hmm. what does it help anybody to sit there and uh, and down yourself? It doesn't do anything. That's not self-love. <sighs> yeah. you, can, you can be accountable and- And keep and, it moving? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I beat myself up a lot. I don't know if I love myself. Be- <laughs> you do love yourself. <laughs> I beat myself up a lot for bad decisions that I have made, like- 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It looks- I think you love yourself. You just struggle with shame. Mm, yeah, shame, guilt. Okay. Yeah, but you can acknowledge that. And loving the choice to love yourself would be, hey, I struggle with guilt and shame, but I'm going to love myself through that. All right. You said it. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, I don't know, that that's just something I realized this year. Like, oh, I, I used to really think like, okay, here's this thing wrong. If I fix it, then I love myself. Mm. Like, no, that's wrong. That's mm. not right. Because then I'm always like, okay, then I love myself when I get here. And then I'll love myself when I get here. And then when right, I fix then this, I'll love myself. It. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not what, love is unconditional. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even for self. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Okay. So (laughs) does that also apply to the person that you're loving? So I think it depends on how damaging it is for you. Like, Mm -hmm. is the person that you love hurting you consistently? Then I think when you're allowing yourself to still love them, that is a form of self-harm. Okay. Yeah. So So I think it depends. In that case, I do believe that applies to self and i'm not just saying me but if you're continuing to find yourself in these situations you can't keep saying oh i love myself through the shame and guilt i love myself through the hard times at some point it's like okay (laughs) like get it together yeah i think i think that's when you got to start to question like okay what 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 am i doing here why am i doing this Mm -hmm. like what what is you could still love yourself through it. You could still say, hey, like, I'm having a hard time. Clearly, like, I mm-hmm. have a compulsive behavior in my life that I continuously mm-hmm. do over. It needs to be changed. I'm still going to be patient with myself. But, like, let me take a hard look in the mirror and be like, mm-hmm. okay, why do I keep getting here? Because this is harming me. This is a self-sabotage, self-harm behavior. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the two things can coexist, no? Yeah, no, that's fair. It's, yeah. a, it's a hard thing. I don't know. I guess it's a it's a thin line because <laughs> I feel like it's it? someone. I feel like someone who is, and this is no. I'm not going to say that because an addiction is your brain. Yeah, addiction. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but addiction yeah. is addiction. Yeah, yeah. So I'm leave that right I, yeah, I like addiction is <laughs> definitely not a good example. It's but not, like love. But they say love addiction is a thing. So the yeah. people that we shame for, girl, like. You keep getting in the same relationship with this same man. You're doing right, it to yourself. Right. That's a compulsive behavior. Like, why is yeah. this, you know, like, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. I'll save that for another, when we talk about addicts. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about addicts yeah, <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> that's a little different, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's It's very different. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what is love? What is the final verdict? What is love? What no one can really see. Do you remember that Lauren Hill album, The Miseducation of Of course. Mario? It's a classic. And remember the intro? Right, the intro. What is love? And all the kids are like, love is. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> that's it. You can't really explain it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. we say all this to say we don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> Refer back to, defi- I don't know, my definition of love is somebody who provides consistent emotional safety for me. And when they fail to do so, they acknowledge it. Okay. I like that. I'll take that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love. Well, guys, thank you for listening on WBLS. <laughs> Hmm. Don't forget to love your family (laughs) (laughs) through this holiday season. Make sure you're loving everyone around you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Any last thoughts? No, no, no last thoughts. Well, thank you guys for joining us for episode 11, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Holla.